Okay, we're recording. No. Hi. Hi. <laughs> <laughs> um, sorry to start this podcast so weird. We were talking about something very private before we started recording. Um, My weird obsession with the Sway House. That's what it is. <laughs> Me and for all of you who aren't. Who, who, for all of you who aren't as young as we are, don't know what the fuck that is. It's the house of TikTokers. Yeah, like, I'm sorry that you're not a teen like us, um, but we're teens. We're the youth. <laughs> sorry. Like, what do you want me to say? You want me we to are teens. Being young? <laughs> we are teens. Therefore, it would be okay if we maybe thought one of these fellow teens were attractive. <laughs> <laughs> Eight teens, I will clarify. Oh, how embarrassing. (laughs) But I'm glad that you, like, at least know who these people are. Because, like, sometimes I try to talk about these people and everyone's like, I literally, like, don't know what you're talking about. And I'm like, Kay. Oh, I know. Well, that's what I was telling you. Well, I, like, Snapchatted you that, like, I work with a brand that's all about, like, Gen Z. And we're, like, we're working with Gen Z influencers. And, like, we have to identify these people. And... So in my mind, I just tell myself like, oh yeah, it's part of my like job to know who these people are. But like, no, I just do it on my own time. (laughs) It just happens to be a benefit. Dude, sometimes I think I should go into PR because I like am older, but like I literally know like all of this like shit about like young people. (laughs) Yeah, it helps sometimes and it gives me a reason to like keep up with this shit. I don't know, like, what my excuse is. Like, I literally don't use it with my job in the slightest, so. <laughs> I mean, it's pop culture. It's culture for a reason. True. True. You can't just age out of culture. Either you care or you don't. You heard it here first, folks. Why? Um, so, what's up? Sorry, that this intro started so weird because we had like a full, full conversation way before we started recording. So what's new with you? Still not a thing. Busy. Yeah. It's, it's fucking mid-December. <laughs> I know. How did we get here? I don't know. I don't know either. Time's not real. Everything's fake. What are you doing for the holidays? Um, I'm going to my parents for Christmas. Nice. Um, oh, by the way, happy first night of Hanukkah to everyone. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I'm taking the long trek home to my parents' house. It's um, a 30-minute drive, so. That's good. Can't be crazy. <laughs> what are At you least, doing? At least you get to be with your family. Um, I am going to, I'm driving Lauren and I are driving to Rochester next week to be with our family, um, our dad's side of the family. So I've been like quarantining pretty hard this like whole month and we're yeah. going to get tested before and, you know, just like do the normal precautions. But I'm just so paranoid about it that ever since I was like last exposed, I just like pretty much haven't been leaving the house. So I haven't left. I've been leaving very rarely since Thanksgiving and I'm just like, Ugh still here I mean like, I guess that that's what people are supposed to be doing but ugh, it's hard it's it's I weird know. when there's like some type of like pressure behind it where you have somewhere you want to go and you want to be safe and you want to take the precautions 
that adds like a sense of pressure to it other than just staying home in any other normal case like you should be if that makes sense I don't know I'm kind of rambling no it does it sucks I think it's like very hard on everyone this time of year like I feel like everyone I talk to is just like I'm like literally at my fucking breaking point because Mm -hmm. it's just like okay we it's almost been an entire year that we've just been like living like this and it just like kids getting worse and it's like the holiday time when it's like normally happy and I think a lot of people are like reflecting on like holidays last year and it was like the you know like holidays last year were like kind of like the big last hurrah before all the shit went down so right yeah like we're getting to that point where everything was right before we went to into quarantine and then we're going to get to the point where it's like we've been in this for a year and like I don't want to say that it's a waste of a year because I've, I have done shit with my year in spite of all this, but yeah, it obviously it hasn't been the same and it's been very heavy for a lot of people and it's fucking shitty. And I feel like at the beginning when this all first started, it's just like, oh, it'll be like the holidays. It'll be better by then and we'll all be together. Like, I feel like people just use the holidays as like some very distant point in the future to like look forward to like assuming that everything would be better by then and it's not so it's just kind of like oh yeah (sighs) and then like it sucks to see like other countries just like thriving and like living normal lives and then just like here just like gets worse by the day and it's just like okay (laughs) I know I saw this video like in Australia where it's yeah I saw that yeah it's just like it's rush hour and these people are all on their commute and going to work and like no one's wearing a mask and it's like they're wearing a mask because they don't have to not because they're some self-righteous prick who like humps the constitution at night (laughs) or like I saw like a music or like a like Coachella-esque festival like happening in Australia and they're like (sighs) everyone's safe like we haven't had a outbreak in our community in like eight months and I'm just like that's insane and then like people in England have been like getting the vaccination this week Mm-hmm. and it's just like okay well we're just gonna like collapse in on ourselves I guess <laughs> it is promising to see like that this vaccination is getting to be a real thing yeah but I don't know it still just seems so distant yeah I'm not gonna like hope for it you know I'll just wait to be pleasantly surprised like I'm not getting my hopes up or anything yeah and like the, I don't know I'm definitely gonna be like a person who like immediately gets a vaccine I'm like (laughs) same at first I was like "Eh, I don't know but like yeah what the fuck I mean just because of like my age and like health status I probably won't be one of the first people to get it anyway right when I can get it sign me the fuck up well yeah because I know some people that are like I'm gonna wait like two years I'm like "Mm, I'm gonna like literally just get it (laughs) yeah so, anywho, that's our COVID corner. I Sorry know, to bring everyone like down. Weekly depressing ass update. What's new <laughs> with you, though? I don't know. I've been depressed. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I mean, <laughs> same old shit. Nothing's new. Um, I've been manic shopping. <laughs> oh, like for yourself or presents? Well, I bought all of my nieces and nephews presents, so I got that all the way out of the way, and they were delivered, and then I just got my wrapping paper delivered. That's who was at my door was Amazon. Oh. Um, and so I can, like, finally wrap them, because they've just been, like, sitting, and I'm like, okay, <laughs> I'm going to lose one of these for sure. Um, and so I just got my wrapping paper, so I'm going to wrap them all this weekend, and then I've just been manic shopping for myself. Um, 
I like really have not bought anything for myself this year, like at all. <laughs> oh my god, I cannot relate. I've been manic like therapy shopping all year. <laughs> See, and like that wasn't me like at all. Like I did never bought anything this year. Oh, well, you're lucky for your bank account. <laughs> <laughs> and so I just like went a little crazy and it was like all stuff I needed um because I've been, like, when I moved here, like, I didn't move here with any furniture. Mm-hmm. And so, like, the first place I was living at, it was, like, a furnished house. Um, mm-hmm. So, like, I didn't need furniture. And then when I moved into my house that I live in now, it, like, came unfurnished. And I literally had no furniture. Like, my, I've been sleeping on, like, a rollaway bed that my parents lent me. Um, my computer desk is, like, an outside plastic table. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> the chair that I use for my computer desk is, like, this, like, nice, like chair that my parents used to have in like their dining room um and then like I like didn't have a couch for a while like I just so like I've been like just like furnishing my home which I like need to but I was like trying to do it like slowly like I bought like just things like one at a time um like I bought like I don't know if I ever showed you did I talk about like my green velvet couch I bought yeah and you sent it to me and I love it Okay, yeah. So, like, I bought a couch, and I was just, like, trying to go slowly, and then, like, last Saturday morning, I just, like, woke up in, like, such a manic mood, and I just, like, I I will not disclose how much money I spent, but it was a lot, Um, and I'm not trying to be, like, on here, like, I have all this money, I spent all this money, like, I don't, I just, like, literally have not yeah. bought anything for myself all year, so, like, I was just fortunate enough to be able to do that, and it was, like, literally furniture I need, like, I need to stop sleeping on a damn cot. Right. Um, and so I was just like, why am I like holding back? Like I need all this shit. So I'm just like going to buy it all at once. So I bought like a bed frame, a mattress, pillows, bedding, um, like two rugs. I bought patio furniture. Love it. I've been wanting to buy a rug for my room literally all year, but it stresses me out. Rugs. Where'd you get your rugs? Amazon. Rugs stress me out. Send me what you got. Ooh, okay just the rug or well I mean yeah I want to see all of it where'd you get all this stuff was it all Amazon or did you like it was all Amazon which normally I would like not want but I was just like well I'm trying to stay on a budget and I yeah. just like I'll want it delivered fast oh and I also bought a desk and then a desk chair cute okay. yeah so like and this is like once again I'm not trying to be on here being like I got all this stuff while like people are suffering like I literally have not bought any the only thing I've bought this year for myself is like a damn Christmas tree yeah and I'm mean, <laughs> like I need a bed yeah I'm, like, it's I need like a you desk. did move into a new house it's not like you're just like we're in court like you I don't know I don't want to say anything because I don't want to salt anyone but it's like I'm in quarantine I have nothing to do so I'm gonna redo my whole entire house yeah, like, that was not my vibe. It was like, um, I need to stop sleeping on... Mainly it was like, I need to stop sleeping on this pot because I have to give it back to my parents during Christmas. <laughs> oh, right. And also, I do get it that it's just like, you are spending... People are spending so much time in their house these days. Yeah. So if you do spend a little time and money, if you have the ability to do that and puts a little extra love into it, I totally get it. But yeah, yeah. it's not just like frivolous spending no not at all um and so yeah so I'm feeling like better because like now my house is like coming together um 
I'm like, I have a, I'm, my bed frame hasn't gotten here yet, but like, I got my mattress. So I keep just like getting boxes like every single day. And I'm sure like my neighbors are like, damn bitch, like chill. And I'm like, I'm sorry. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Wow, speaking of my, I mean, my neighbors are above me are literally vacuuming right now. I doubt you can hear it, but if you can. I can't. Wait, you can? Can't. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, wait. Oh, I'm getting, oh, look at all these pits. Oh, love those rugs. Oh, yeah, they're so nice. Oh, wow. It's all cute. Oh, thank you. Um, oh, I love so the that's desk just... chair. You do have, you are, you are, I know I've told you this before, but you are very good at this stuff. Megan um so yeah I'm just very excited I've gotten so far I've gotten the bedding so most of it um and then I've gotten my desk chair that I put together and then I've gotten the two rugs and so I'm waiting on and my mattress so I'm just waiting on the bed frame the gingham print pillows and then um the desk and then the patio furniture cute yeah, so I don't know. I guess that's been like helping me feel like a little better this week is just like knowing that like I'll have like an actual home and like I won't be embarrassed if like people drop by because like my bedroom looks like shady as hell. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Cuz it just like has one tiny like a little cot bed in it and like that's literally it. Um so yeah. So that's just what I've been doing. It's just like manic buying. <laughs> yeah, well, you know. But I feel good. It feels good to just, like, get it out of the way. Yeah, that's good. And then it's fun to set it up and have something to, like, devote your time and energy to. Yeah, definitely. So that's me. Um, And that's basically it. Once again, I'm just not really doing anything either because this is our life. This is real, and this is me. <laughs> I'm exactly where I'm supposed to be now, home. home at home, in my bed. <laughs> <laughs> For all of your um, Camp Rock fans. Um, <clears throat> so should we get into Gossy, or do you have anything else to add? Do you want to no, talk about your let's... TikTok boyfriend, or are you good? No, I'm thoroughly embarrassed, so let's talk about something else. <laughs> Megan has a crush on a TikToker, and I won't say who, but they're of a TikTok house. And illegal age. A, a, a legal, not illegal. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad you heard that, too. I was like, that didn't sound right. <laughs> She's like, and they're illegal. <laughs> Yikes. I'm calling my FBI agent. <laughs> oh, God. Okay, so this week, we last week we didn't talk about, like, any celebrity gossip, not that I can think of, um, but this week we have a little to talk about, and then we'll go into um, Bachelorette. Oh, what's it going to be? It's always a surprise to me what we're going to talk about. <laughs> well, here, I'm going to let you choose a number between one through six, and we can start there. Six. Okay. And then I'll go backwards. Wendy Williams is having a <laughs> biopic made on Lifetime. Oh my god, I'm so glad I started with this one. You guys, I'm thrilled. I fucking love Wendy Williams. We talked about her last week. She is having a Lifetime biopic movie made about her. 
coming soon to Lifetime. I'm going to watch it. This How is- soon? How soon? <clears throat> Actually, let me look it up. Me too. I'm looking it up. It premieres January 30th on <laughs> Lifetime at 8 p.m. Please don't disturb me. I have plans on January 30th at 8 p.m. Same. 2021 is already seems promising. <laughs> <laughs> and so I'm very thrilled for that. And they have this scene in there where she faints in her um, Statue of Liberty gown on her show. And oh I already God, It's going to be so awful. I can't wait. I, it's going to be so good. Oh my God. It's going to be so good. And it is called Wendy Williams. The movie. <laughs> dun dun. <laughs> Honestly, she's had like a pretty incredible life. So I'm actually really excited to watch it. Um, and I just fucking love her. <laughs> I mean, yeah, she's crazy successful. So, and crazy kooky. <clears throat> so it'll be fun. No one opens the door for native <laughs> New Yorker. And it's just lifetime. Movie. <laughs> yeah. Like, you know, it's going to be awful. Which is unfortunate because it's like no matter how significant or successful you've been in life, if Lifetime is making a movie about you, it's going to be awful. Yeah. Sorry, I was just taking a drink. Um, yes. But in do an I amazing love... way. In an like amazing way. I was gonna say, do I love every Lifetime movie? Yeah, they're incredible. <laughs> yeah, they're like I like, did you see the one about Mario Lopez as a sexy Colonel Sanders. That's, that's coming number out, like, five on my. That's number five on my list. <laughs> oh my god, we are so in sync. <laughs> so, and this is real. This is me. I'm exactly where I'm supposed to be now. <laughs> um, <clears throat> Lifetime is coming out with a movie that's sponsored by KFC and stars Mario Lopez. Yes, at Mario Lopez, AC Slater from Saved by the Bell. As Colonel Sanders, like a sexy Colonel, like sexy buff Colonel Sanders, and he's like in a love triangle, and it's a real movie coming to Lifetime. And apparently, there's <laughs> something about like someone murdering someone over like a chicken recipe. Yes, <laughs> this is all real. Ooh, Lord! And I'm just. Here are my thoughts. I'm upset that there's not a Popeyes movie because honestly, Popeyes is my shit. I don't really fuck with KFC. I'm not gonna lie. Every time I eat KFC, it just tastes so greasy and it makes my stomach hurt and like makes me feel nauseous. Um, KFC, if you want to sponsor us, you did not hear that. <laughs> <laughs> I can be bought out very easily for a low sum of money. Well, I um, if you want to make a movie about us, you didn't hear any of that. <laughs> Popeyes, if you want to sponsor us, you did hear all of this. <laughs> and also every episode we've ever recorded because we've talked about you at least once. I know. We, this truly is a fucking Popeyes podcast. Dude, don't tempt me. <laughs> I can change the theme real quick. Um, actually, I have Popeyes for lunch today. Oh, so- my gosh. <laughs> um. So, yeah, it's definitely real. It's a real movie. I, let me see when it's coming on. It's coming on, like, this week. KFC movie. Yeah. Am I going to watch it? I don't know. Um, do, do, do. Oh, it comes out this Sunday. It's called I mean, a... It's called... And I shit you not. It's called A Recipe for Seduction. 
I mean, like, truly, what else do I have to be doing on Sunday? So, will I order Popeyes while I watch the KFC movie? Maybe. Yeah, girl. <laughs> Go crazy. Oh, my God. I can't wait. I cannot wait. It's going to be so bad. Um, and, like, why is he in, like, a polo? First of all, like, Mario Lopez looks literally nothing like Colonel Sanders. <laughs> Colonel like, Sanders. That was an odd casting choice. Colonel Sanders is an old white man. Mario and, like, Lopez is neither of those things. <laughs> like an old, fat white man. Yeah. Mario and Lopez is like... Silver Fox. No zaddy yeah. vibes. Yeah. Mario Lopez is exactly opposite of those. Mario Lopez is the definition of zaddy. Yeah. And, like, he's, like, in this polo with, like, the buttons open and wearing, like, a black ascot. And his muscles are just, like, huge. And I'm just, like, that looks nothing. Not even, like, a young Colonel Sanders. Like, why did they choose Mario Lopez to play Colonel Sanders of all people? Mario Lopez loves a paycheck. Yeah, I mean, he this, truly will do anything. This we know for sure. <laughs> Between him and Ryan Seacrest, <laughs> they will show up if you ask them to. They're very yeah. dependable men. Yes. Um, and then another movie that's coming out that I'm really excited for, December 21st to Netflix, is Ariana Grande's Sweetener concert movie yes. called Excuse Me, I Love You. Yes! I'm so excited. It's going to be so emotional because that, I mean, on Sweeteners where she just like kept breaking down on stage because she obviously had been through a fucking lot and it just takes you on the whole tour. And I love um, concert movies. I don't know why, but I'm very, very, very excited for this one. I, I have not been known to be a big fan of the concert movies, but... Obviously, this one I will make a large exception for because it's Ariana Grande, and I'm very excited. And it just looks so good. Have you watched the trailer? No, I haven't. It looks amazing. I will have to. I'm also seeing right now, because I went to go look something up on Twitter, and that movie, The Prom, comes out on Netflix tomorrow. Oh my god, I just heard about this today, and I forgot to ever look into it. What's that whole situation? I'm not 100% sure. It's a musical? James Corden's in it, right? And, like, everyone's in it. And, you know, I, I mean, I love a good musical. I would definitely check this out. But it's, it's like, yeah, like, James Corden is in it. Carrie Washington, Meryl Streep. Oh, my God. Yeah. And from what I've heard so far, people who got, like, screeners and whatnot and, like, reviews is that it's pretty good. So, you know. Nice little jazzy way to, little jazzy way to kick off a corn weekend. A corn weekend. A weekend filled with corn. (laughs) Am I not enunciating tonight? (laughs) (laughs) I am laying down. I have like, I'm in like five chin position. Like that type of laying down. (laughs) So no wonder you can't understand what the fuck I'm saying. (laughs) Oh, shit. Um, okay, well, look out for that movie. I just saw, like, a very three-second clip of it today. It was just, like, them dancing. And then I was like, oh, remind yourself to go look to see whatever the fuck that was. And then I did not. 
is I think is it a Broadway show that they're making into a movie? It it kind of looks like that. Like it has that look of you know the ah, dancers and singers type of thing. Wow, are you on Broadway? <laughs> no, but I sat up so I could speak more clearly. <laughs> Making me work today. Um, <clears throat> and then next news: Ellen DeGeneres has COVID. She does. I saw that. So, moving on. Yeah, I don't have a ton to say about it. Like, obviously, I hope she gets well soon. Yeah. Same. Um, And then, also, the biggest news of today that everyone will not shut up about. (laughs) But I'm also very excited. I just mean, like, when I opened Twitter this morning, I did not see one tweet that was not about this. And I was like, okay, well, (laughs) that's it for my morning Twitter check, I guess. Right. Um, Taylor Swift is dropping her ninth album tonight at midnight. And it's a sister album to her earlier 2020 album Folklore and this one is called Evermore Uh, I'm not ready are you ready for it (laughs) no did I have an extra (laughs) cup of coffee or two today so I could stay awake (laughs) yes Um, am I normally awake at midnight watching TikToks anyway yes watching your (laughs) TikTok boyfriend (laughs) no I don't know who you're talking about. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I'm really, I'm very excited for this. I hope that it's just as good as folklore because I actually have been listening to folklore a lot. Like it's just the perfect thing to turn on and like listen to the whole thing all the way through while I'm just like working or doing stuff at home. Cause like I said, that's all I'm doing lately. So I'm glad to have more of that. Hopefully. I like folklore, but like with all 2020 albums, I just forget they have existed. And so I never really listened to folklore that often, mm-hmm. but I really did like it. But I just, for, I like literally just forget about it. Yeah. Yeah. And I know that we've said it before that, um, that like it's so much like songs about feelings and that like I don't just because this has been a big year of like blah for me, yeah. like I don't really have anything to relate it to. Yeah. Like I do with other Taylor Swift albums where I'm like, this song reminds me of this boy who like ghosted me that week while this album came out. Like, no. Um, But at the same time, just this year has been filled with so many feels that sometimes some like extra feely music like that just kind of like hits hard no matter what. Yeah. I might listen to it tonight when I go to bed. It is a really good album. And it's like a good album to sing along to, too. Yeah, because it, it does have some, like, slower, like, you know, what you would consider, like, a sad song. But there are some, enough that are, like, kind of upbeat that you can just kind of, like, bop along to. Yeah, definitely. Um, What's your... I have two questions for you. Oh, my God, Morgan, you didn't prepare me really exciting questions. Chill. Bye. <laughs> I will call the cops on you and your TikTok boyfriend. <laughs> um, what is your favorite Taylor Swift album? Is the first question. Oh my god. Oh my god. <laughs> oh my god. Is the next question gonna be what's your favorite Taylor Swift song? No. Oh my god, no. Okay, good, because that would be very, very hard. Um 
oh, I don't know. Did I just pull up Apple Music to look at all the albums to make sure I'm not forgetting anything? Yes. Um, it's definitely going to be one of the earlier ones. Maybe. I, I'm going to go with either Speak Now or Fearless just because those are classics wow. to me. They're like classic Taylor Swift, kind of like back when she was still country. Yeah. Um, and that's why I started to like her so much. And I stuck with her through like the pop transition, but I haven't been a huge fan of all of it. Like, Lover is trash. I know that that was very recent. And I was like, oh I completely forgot about that album completely. Yeah. <laughs> And I would say that folklore is definitely up at probably like top three okay. at this point, just because I like it so much. Okay, what's yours? Okay, yeah, for sure, Lover is her worst album. I've never ever listened to that album ever. <laughs> oh, I listened to it like all the way through like once, and I was like, okay, well, that's gonna be enough for me. I'd say there's that there's like, like one song that I still listen to regularly. Yeah, there's like two songs on there I like, and that's it. <laughs> <laughs> That was a bad album. Taylor, I don't know what you're doing. I know. And that's the kind of Taylor Swift that I, like, hate. Like, I'm not a fan of, like, Taylor Swift as a person. I think she seems really annoying. But in- and to me, that album is just, like, the embodiment like, of who she is as a person. Yeah, it's, like, so cheeky. Yeah. And it's just like, okay, girl, you're such a horse girl. Like, please rein it in. <laughs> exactly. Um... My favorite album, I think, is Reputation, and I actually listened to it through this morning after you had texted me, because I was like, man, I haven't listened to Taylor Swift in a long time. Wow. Yeah. I Reputation love, I, is pretty good. It's so good. I love every single song, um, and I think I also just love it, too, because I, like, really related to it at the time. Mm-hmm. And so, like, every lyric, I was like, yes, bitch, yes, <laughs> like this. Um, but I also just, like, love every song. And every song is just, like, pretty powerful. And I don't know, I really like it. And then I think my second favorite album is um, 1989. And I think just for, like, the same exact reason. I is knew that, like, you were I... going to be a 1989 gal. I knew yeah. it. <laughs> I think it's because I just listened to it all the time when I was, like, going through it. Mm-hmm. And it was, I had it, like, on CD and I, like, would listen to it in my car. Like, I listened to it in my car for, like, months straight. And it just, like, fit into, like, what I was going through at the time. And so, I think Reputation first and then 1989. I, I do love, I do love both of those. And those are by far, like, my two favorite, like, poppy albums from her. I don't, yeah. know which one I, I don't know which one I would choose over the other. Maybe 1989 just because I've had more time to like get to know it and like these songs have been with me for longer so they have more like significance to me than Reputation but also and also I will say the whole like Taylor Swift trying to be a badass thing just really doesn't sit well with me. Right. Like <laughs> her like stomping around the stage being like I'm so bad and sexy. It like does not sit well with me. And I and it's like we get it the snake like we get it. <laughs> yeah and that whole vibe kind of like made that album somewhat cringy to me. But, like, the thing is, too, is, like, that's, like, that's how she performed it. But, like, when you listen to the songs, 
they're all like uh, mostly about love it was just like those two songs that were like about revenge and then the rest of them were really just like about love yeah totally like but those songs like they that whole vibe that she put out with those songs it really took over and kind of like ruined the album for me in a way I think it would definitely be more of a favorite of mine if it didn't have that like air about it yeah and I, yeah, I totally get that. And I think I listened to Reputation Moreover than 1989. And I think it's because I just out-listened to 1989 so much that now, like, when I hear it, I'm like, all right. <laughs> yeah, but I, I still listen to a lot of the songs from Reputation somewhat frequently. Like, Don't Blame Me, Slaps. Delicate. Dr- delicate. Oh, my God, Delicate. Dress or whatever that song is. Wow. And then call it what you want in New Year's Day. Those are like my fill of like. Oh my God, New Year's Day. Cute. Yeah, I know. I listen to that like every New Year's. <laughs> it's so good. Um, I really like, come. wow, when did this turn into an anti-Taylor Swift podcast to like a, let's talk about her the entire time. I know, but God, she really does drive me nuts as a person, like I've said. Yeah, Am I watching I think she's the worst as a person. Movie? No. No. Um... All right. Well, so yeah, that's coming out tonight. So I guess we'll give a review next week after we just um, gave you an entire review of her whole discography. <laughs> yeah, Jesus. Also, in other, oh, but I will say the album Red has All Too Well on it. And All Too Well might be one of like my top three T Swift songs ever. Dude, and it has the song Red on it, which I like. Wow, when that song came out, I felt that song. I listened to it so much. Yeah, but for some reason, I just never connected to that whole album. Like, I connected to a song here and there, but never the whole thing. It was too, like, schoolgirl for me. Yeah. Um, yeah, okay, God, I could go on forever. <laughs> <laughs> I think I never... I listened to her first album because here's the thing and I hate when people do this but let me confirm this and I can I do have sources if anybody needs to confirm I started listening to Taylor Swift before she became famous because the first song that she ever had that came out I was um, in Wyoming at my family's cabin and like they only have country stations and they were playing her first song that had ever come out which was uh teardrops on my guitar yes um and I was with my friend and we were like obsessed with it and the radio there played it like every hour so that when we like got into town we literally like went to a target and bought her album and like when we talked to her when we came back to Arizona we were like talking to our friends about Taylor Swift no one knew who she was so let me just say, like, yes, I hate her personality, but I've always loved her music, and I've stayed consistent with that on this podcast, so don't fucking come for me and be like, oh, you've changed your mind. No. Same. Like, I was talking to Laura. Yeah. Yeah. I've been a fan of her. Like, t- Teardrops My Guitar is definitely the first song I remember knowing and loving of hers. I just um, probably heard it when it became, like, more mainstream, like everyone else, but I know the other day a commercial for the folklore movie came on and Lauren's like, Oh my God, are you going to watch that? I was like, bitch, no. Do you think I can stand like an hour (laughs) of Taylor Swift on my screen? I have better things to do. Even when I have nothing to do, I have something better to do than watch that. And she's watched, and she's like, I thought you loved Taylor. I was like, whoa, 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 whoa. (laughs) 
Hold on. Yes, yes, but no. (laughs) Yeah, I'm staying consistent that I think she's an amazing musician, but her personality, I just don't think we would vibe. To the point where, like, I don't know if I ever even need to see her in concert. Oh, I don't. (laughs) Yeah. I'm also like not a concert type of person, but yeah, like I really don't ever. Maybe back in maybe back like the early day, like the Fearless concert. Like I remember, I had like some of my our friends went to see her Fearless show in high school, and I was like, oh, isn't that when it like rained? Like she would have like the fake rain. I think yeah, like yes. Um. uh, Oh, I watched her like Reputation concert movie on Netflix last year. Yeah, I made it through five minutes of that. And I was just like, wow, she, like, really is such a horse girl. <laughs> I And that's what I mean. That's what drives me so crazy about the Reputation album because of that five minutes that I watched of that movie where she's just, like, stomping around all, like, lengthy. <laughs> stomping, like, on horse. state. Yeah. She's <laughs> galloping like around. <laughs> Truly, it's, it's weird to me. But, anywho. She just exudes big horse girl energy. Mm-hmm. And if that's your thing, that's fine. That's just not my thing. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, so that's all my celeb gossip. Wait, you know who else has an album coming out tomorrow that I'll touch on before we move on? Whom? Kid Cudi. Oh, my God. Who? And I obviously yeah. I know who, but. <laughs> I know. And I've been seeing some chatterings about it, and I'm very excited because. His last album was the one that he released with Kanye. And that was even like a handful of years ago at this point. And it was only like six songs. And, you know, it just had big Kanye vibes. But this is like a Kid Cudi album. And I'm so excited. Let me tell this story. (laughs) (laughs) When right before I moved to Washington, I, um was at the Chandler Mall with Jose, my best friend Jose, mm-hmm. and we went into Cold Stone to, like, get ice cream, obviously, and, like, we walked in. We we're obviously, like, the only two customers, so we walked in, and the kid working was, like, working by himself, and he was, like, blaring, like, full volume blaring Kid Cudi's new album, and, we, mm-hmm. like, it was, like, unbelievably loud, and he was like, oh, hey, what's up? Oh, we were like, hi! Like, screaming. <laughs> it was, like, so fucking loud. But, like, we didn't even say anything. We were just like, oh, hey. Like, just getting some ice cream. And then, like, eventually he turned it down. And, like, we were not, like, con- like conversating with him. We were just like, okay, y'all, yeah, sprinkles, whatever. I would never get sprinkles. Don't buy sprinkles. That's such a waste of money. But I was just, like, saying, getting my toppings. Yeah. And then just, like, out of nowhere, like, it was, like, silent. And he was like, so you heard me listening to Kid Cudi, huh? And we we're like, yeah, we guess because like we didn't have a fucking choice. <laughs> and he was like, yeah. So I actually know him. <laughs> we were just like, okay, cool. <laughs> and then he just like kept talking about. It. He's like, yeah, like so we actually kind of know each other. Um, I actually like got this album before anybody else. Like we're we're like you know like we just like kind of know each other. Oh so my yeah. God. Oh, we we're just like okay anyways like what's my fucking total so (laughs) give me my cake batter ice cream and I will see myself out yeah like he was obviously wanting us to be like no way 
Yeah. And we were just like, okay. So anyways, I'll have cherries. <laughs> <laughs> have some of that rum raisin sauce. <laughs> yeah. So every time I hear kid like anything about Kid Cudi, I'm always just like have like PTSD to that Cold Stone incident. Jose, if you're listening, remember that? <laughs> oh my god. That is I feel like I can like picture that just like some 16 year old kid thinking he's hot shit working at Cold Stone at Chandler Mall. Just like waiting for someone to be like, who is this playing? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, this is Kid Cudi. Yeah, I kind of know him. (laughs) Like, okay. First of all, I doubt it because you're working at a fucking Cold Stone at the Chandler Mall. (laughs) (laughs) Right. So anywho, that's my Kid Cudi story. Anywho. I'm excited for the album. I love some Kid Cudi. I feel like a lot of his songs just remind me of like senior year. Yeah. Yeah. His Man on the Moon came out and Man on the Moon 2 came out in 2009, 2010. So yeah. We, yeah. Big senior year vibes. I remember when everyone became like obsessed with him. Ugh. Um, So cool. Well, We'll listen to that. Also, Miley Cyrus has a new album yet out, Plastic Heart, but I've yet to listen to it. I've been meaning to. The few I hear... songs that I've heard are pretty good. Yeah, I've heard really good things. She covered Doll Parts by Hole recently on the Howard Stern Show, and it's fucking incredible. If you have not listened to it, listen to it. It is insanely good. That's like I mean, one of my favorite songs. And when she is she does... just going to give the people what they want and release a cover album? Dude, I don't know. Miley, please. Oh my god. Seriously, look up her performance on Howard Stern this past week. It was, I have watched it like at least 15 times. It's so good. I will. Okay. That's our celebrity gossip. Let's talk about Real Housewives of Salt Lake City real quick. If you want to start off, because you're kind of our Bravo correspondent. Um, I haven't watched this week's episode. Oh, I thought you had watched, well, last week's. Last week's. Yeah, because this week's comes out tonight. Oh my god. No, it comes out on Wednesdays. Oh, well, I'm a week behind. So let's talk about last week's. All right, what happened? <laughs> I don't know. That's a whole week ago. Wait, are we um, talking about episode four? What happened? Yeah. Where Jen got so drunk at that Flappers 1920s party. Oh, yeah, and like threw a fit. Yeah. Yes. Um, Jen got drunk and threw a fit. Why'd she even throw a fit? I don't Be- know. Remember because Meredith went to Mary's church? Oh, yeah. Jen has just really had enough of Mary, and now anyone who talks to Mary is, like, enemy number one. So she threw a literal fit in her, like, gown and stormed out and started, like, yelling at producers for, honestly, no apparent reason. She was, like, very drunk. Like, she had had a shit ton of tequila. So, yeah, she had found out that Meredith had gone to Mary's church. Mary's the one that told Jen that she smells like hospital. And so she had found out that Meredith went to Mary's church, and she, like, flipped the fuck out. And, like, at this restaurant where they're having, like, a dinner, like, all the girls... And they're all dressed like 1920s theme. I don't know. It was very random. And she's like screaming and she's like, Mary fucked her grandpa, which is like, it's true. Oh, yeah. She called her a grandpa fucker. Yeah. (laughs) And she's like freaking out on Meredith. She's like sobbing hysterically. 
Heather has to like walk her out to her car where her like husband's going to pick her up. Like Heather had to call her husband and be like, can you come get your damn wife? She's freaking out in this restaurant. She had to like pretty much carry her to the car. I fucking screamed because when Heather was like about to carry her out to the car, she was like, (laughs) she was like to the whole table. And if you watch the show, you like, it's just like so Heather, like to the whole table. She was like, guard my cheeseburger and my lollipop drumsticks. <laughs> and like before she went to go confront Jen, she was like, I'm going to wait till my lollipop drumsticks come out. And then like she's like going to go like walk her out to the car and she turns back to the girls and she's like, all to all the girls like loud in the restaurant. She's like, guard my cheeseburger. Oh, and my lollipop drumsticks. <laughs> Which, by the way, let me say, if I go to a restaurant, there's nothing I want less on a menu than some lollipop drumsticks. What are lollipop drumsticks? They're just, like, chicken wings, but, like, the part that looks like a ball. Oh. Yeah, no. Like, to me, that's not a good part of a chicken wing. No. (laughs) No. It's a waste. But Heather wants them. And they better not take them off the table while she steps out of the restaurant real quick. Yeah, true. I mean, if I would not touch those. That was a highlight of the episode. I was like, oh, Heather. It really you- was a highlight of the episode because I don't remember anything else that happened. I was like, she has such side girl energy. <laughs> um, wait, I do remember what else happened. The rest of the episode was like a bunch of preparation and like lead up to this Met Gala themed luncheon that Mary was hosting. And let me just big, say, big emphasis on the Met Gala theme. I was just gonna say, these Salt Lake City women have a very hard time with themes. First, yeah. we have Jen Shaw's party for birthday party for Meredith, which there was just a lot going on there. Like, what was the theme? There was a lot that was a theme, a lot exactly. <laughs> and then we had this 20s party where. Yeah, we had the typical gals who went out and got their little, like, fringy dresses and did the headband thing. But Jen was wearing this full-on, like, ball gown. Like, couture ball gown. And Lisa was wearing, like... Flare jeans. (laughs) Yeah, like a jumpsuit. It was off. And then this Met Gala thing happened at, like, 12 p.m. on a Wednesday in the middle of nowhere and there were a lot of I don't know I don't know if these women have ever watched a Met Gala red carpet no there were some good looks like again I think it was Meredith and Lisa who showed up together wearing like very nice like pantsuits Lisa with the pantsuits but they looked good like it was definitely a look but like Met Gala but, like, why would you throw a Met Gala theme for a luncheon? <laughs> yeah, that's what I mean. It literally looks like 12 p.m. on a Wednesday. The dress that Jen wore to the 20s party, if she wore it to the Met Gala thing, it would have been perfect. But at the same time, she would have looked like a fucking idiot because no one else was on that, like, level of dress up. I don't know. These women just have a very hard time with themes. Well, and then, like, the people that were, like, standing outside, like, the greeters were, like, dressed as nutcrackers. Because it was like a Christmas party as well. Yeah. There was a lot. 
so yeah, then Mary has this dinner, and then everyone just like tells their truth. <laughs> and it's not even like worth repeating. Everyone's just like, my life is hard because of this. You right. can bully me because of this. And it's like, oh my God. <laughs> right. And the big thing is, is that, of course, Jen and Mary have beef, clearly. And this is the first time that they're coming face to face. And it's just really awkward and cringy. And I'm pretty sure that's where they left off by like the two of them starting to have a confrontation. Well, yeah, because like everyone goes and tells their truth at the ta- table. And then like Jen's tells this like sob story. Not that I'm like discrediting like her upbringing because, yeah, it sounds like very hard. But then she like starts crying and then she was then she like apologizes to Meredith for freaking out, but then she like doesn't say shit to Mary about like screaming that she was a grandpa fucker to an entire restaurant. Right. So that's what's going on up in the mountains of Salt Lake City. And yeah, I I truly don't remember the episode, but that doesn't mean that's because it wasn't good. It was. They're all good. But oh also, can we just talk about how just because Mary or Meredith went to Mary's church that does not give Jen permission to tell all the ladies that Meredith is going through a separation with her husband oh right that was the other big thing that everyone found that out yeah yeah and but and like Meredith only went to Mary's church to like support Whitney yeah so, so. <laughs> <laughs> I was just like Jen that's not equal that is not equal yeah, Jen's getting real crazy, but you know she's she's bringing it. Yeah, I mean she's what the show needs. Yeah, or else this would be a very boring show. It'd just be yeah. Heather talking about her dinner, right? Which would I still watch? Yeah, <laughs> I mean, yeah. Um, so let's talk about. I hear the Bravo music happening outside in the living room. Lauren is clearly watching Salt Lake. <laughs> Lauren, you want to be Morgan, I'm busy. Bravo? I gotta go. Correspondent, <laughs> <laughs> we're live from the couch with. <laughs> we're picking up on the Met Gala luncheon fight. <laughs> okay, so let's talk about the fucking Bachelorette this week. Wow. Oh my God! You know what? This Bachelorette season is getting to be too much for me. Normally, I just tune in thinking that it's going to be two hours of, like, mindlessness and, like, stupid shit and people to laugh at and make fun of. But, no, I had to, like, gear up for, like, the emotional journey that this show brings me through every week. I know. These men are, like, on the next level. I'm like, did you guys find them at a therapist's office and, like, bring them in? (laughs) I know. I'm, like, I'm, I'm into it, but this is not what I signed up for. Yeah, show. I'm like loving it because it's like finally I find men on this show that I like like and are like mature adults. <laughs> but like I'm also like, what the hell? This is just The Bachelor. <laughs> I know. I'm like, it's not that deep, guys. But like, wow, it is this season. Well, it's just like I always hate to, and this is just like a general Bachelor, Bachelor, Bachelor Nation critique. I always hate that they like force people to open up with like television with someone that they've known for like a week. Because I'm like, that's not how it is in real life. And it's like, that's not fair to them to like have to share these like deep traumas on television to in order for someone they've known for a week to like give them a rose. Mm-hmm, like, mm-hmm. no, I 100% agree. And that is a big like issue I have with this season that I feel like it's become so much of that. Like Tasia's all like, I want them to open up. I want them to open up. 
but she's not really like giving it giving them much in return like she's no being she's sim- not yeah she's being sympathetic to them and she's having great responses to them when they do open up but she's not opening up back and it does have very much that vibe of it's like if you don't tell me all your huge traumas i'm not gonna give you a rose and that's kind of how every season is, which I think is what you're getting at. But it yeah. just seems very, like, prevalent this season. Yeah, which I just don't think is fair because it's not even that they're just opening up to someone they barely know. Barely. It's like they're <laughs> opening up to, like, the entire world. Like, this is on TV. Like, with we'll, we'll get into it, but, like, with Ben's story. Yeah, I feel like she really, like, dragged that out of him. And that maybe, yeah. he, maybe he wasn't necessarily ready to do it. I feel like luckily everyone has been really receptive of his story and like supportive of him, but like we'll get to it. Well, and I just felt like, and this is my, and we'll, we'll, we'll get there. Okay. So let's just start at the beginning. So it starts off from where we left off from last week's episode, um, where, you know, Tejo wants to have a talk with Ben and Noah because they've been like fighting and she just wants to get to the bottom of it. So she has a talk with both of them one-on-one. And ultimately, she decides to send Bennett home and keep Noah. Um, For now. Well, we'll get there. (laughs) Like, she made it very clear that, Noah, you are not safe. Yeah. Um, And she didn't really want to say goodbye to Bennett, but she just felt like, you know, maybe he was the one causing it. And maybe he is condescending, which he is. And... So then she sent him home, and it was kind of like a very awkward goodbye because he was like, "So this is just like it." And I was like, "This is how we say goodbye." And then yeah, he just kind of left. And then she gave like Noah a lecture that was like, because she he, she came back and he was like smiling, and she was like, "That was actually very hard for me. Like I don't need to come back in and see you smiling. Like you're not safe here. Like I don't know if you're ready for marriage." Uh-huh. Um, and so I was like, "Well, damn." I mean, I was talking. She didn't send both of them home. We don't need either of them. Yeah. Like, she's not going to end up with either of them. Just send them home. Right. <laughs> um, and so then they go to the cocktail party slash rose ceremony. And then at the rose ceremony, she sends home um, Spencer, Ed, and Damar. Who, like, God, he was, like, never on camera. <laughs> I know. It breaks my heart because we all know he's that hot. I love Damar. But oh, he's so hot. And but he's, like, literally the perfect Bachelor in Paradise contestant. I know, and it, he clearly made it that far. Like, for someone who has no connection with the lead, he made it so far just because he just seems like a really, like, charismatic guy. Yeah. But, like, when did he ever talk on screen? <laughs> uh, he didn't. He and didn't. Every, I, I feel like I could, like, count on one hand every time he spoke, because every time he spoke, I'd be like, oh, it's Damar! <laughs> even, every time they, even every time they showed him on camera, I'd be like, oh, it's Damar! I yeah they like never showed him I like feel like I never heard him speak once so also I decided that if I were to ever go on one of these shows I would want to be the Damar of my season (laughs) just chilling flying under the radar yeah just like not not in the drama like along for the ride for some fun seems to get along with everyone but like no real shit well, there's always that person that, like, makes it... I feel like this more, especially with the women, when it's, like, The Bachelor, there's always mm. that person that makes it to, like, when it's down to, like, six. And I'm like, who the fuck is this person? Mm-hmm. I've never seen them. They're the last six. <laughs> Wait, also, total side note, Matt James's season starts in less than a month. What? Oh, my God. It starts on January 4th, so... 
the bachelor. Oh my god. Yeah. Oh god. All right. <laughs> I get no break from this, people. And yeah. how do you repay me? How do you fucking repay me? I don't know, but I'm glad. I need this in my life. <laughs> this is torture for me. Um. So yeah, and then Ed, obviously, I was like, okay, finally, bitch, because like, you do not have a connection with Ed. I don't know why he's on this season at all. Oh, yeah. And then Spencer, I actually think Spencer's super cute, but he was like another person that I was like, who? <laughs> um, Spencer got the first impression rose from Tasia. Yeah, and I remember he came in and everyone thought he was annoying, but then... Yeah, like like I was saying last week, they really set him up to be some type of, like, villain or big character, and he just really wasn't. Like, normally yeah. whenever someone gets the first impression rose, they're around for, like, like, they win, essentially. And this guy just disappeared and then went home. Yeah, he, like, had 20 minutes of the first episode that he was on, and then that was, like, literally it. <laughs> Yeah. Um, so but, yeah, I'm not surprised about them going home. So then it's down to seven men, which I'm like, this is moving fast. It is. They're already at hometowns next week. I know. Which um, I'm curious to see how they're going to do that. I know. Like, do they come? The families come there. I'm assuming. I don't know. I feel like it's weird that they're calling it hometown. Yeah. Like that gives me the feeling that they're going there. But there's no mm-hmm. way. Yeah. So I'm assuming the family goes there. Could you imagine having to fly to fucking Palm Spring? I mean, like, this wouldn't be bad. But just, like, your whole, like, okay, here's my whole family staying at this resort that no one else is at, and they had a quarantine for two weeks so they could meet this girl I've been dating for two weeks who I might possibly marry. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. My, <laughs> my family would be, like, hard pass. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> my family would be like who is this and I'd be like it's me <laughs> but I god I always get so excited to see the contestants families I don't know why yeah you love a hometown I love a men tell men women tell all you do which which we'll talk about that because I was like okay they just put a spoiler in there but anyways um so then Ben gets a one-on-one date little Oh my god. So he gets the one on one date and they do like a little scavenger hunt like around the PS. resort. P.S. Before this happened, Zach C. cried because he wants her to meet his family so badly. Oh my god. He talked about like how his parents are his heroes and how they like literally saved his life and if it weren't for them, he like wouldn't be alive and he like got very emotional and started crying in front of all the men. <laughs> Dude, Zach and Ben together, like I truly can't handle it. All that other men could go. And so could Tasia. And it could just <laughs> I know. I know. At first I was just like all the men are so great. All the men are so great. And now I just want to clarify that anytime I say that, I am referring to only Zach and Ben. <laughs> I mean, the rest of the men are great, but like yes, Ben yes. and Zach are like on a whole other fucking level. Okay. Focus. So then Ben gets the one-on-one and they have like a little, like they take little scooters and they run around the hotel and there's like a scavenger hunt. Um, they have to, like, jump into a fountain and get a clue and, like, search through tennis balls and find a clue and, like, hit pinatas and find a clue. 
blah, blah, blah. This blah. whole scene, I was just stressed because I know how hot it was that whole day. And they were just like moving around so much. And I'm just like, ugh, the sweat. <laughs> yeah, I would be like, mm. But they seem to be having so much fun, like them on their scooters. Yeah, uh, it's cute. Venice. Oh god. God, he's such a babe. Oh god, I love him so much. Okay, so then <laughs> I'm like getting emotional talking about him. So then they go to dinner that night, and she like you know is like you're super guarded, like open up. Me and Megan obviously just briefed on this, but it just felt like he was really uncomfortable with sharing, and it mm-hmm. kind of just felt like she kept pushing him to share more and more, even though you could tell he like had crossed his threshold. Mm-hmm. Um, and obviously, like I don't know what the producers were saying or anything like that, so I'm not like blaming Tasia, but I'm just saying like the whole thing just felt like really uncomfortable. And I felt, like, really bad that he had to share that, like, on television because it seemed like he really didn't want to. And he literally, like, the fact that she's just, like, I feel like you haven't opened up. It's, like, he literally bared all, very literally bared all last week and, like, opened up to you about his eating disorder. Like, what are you looking for here? Yeah, that's the you're, thing, you're too. You're just crying at this point. Yeah, because I was like, yeah, he literally told you he had bulimia for, like, years last last week. (laughs) Yeah, that's what makes me think that this was probably, like, a larger producer play to, like, get it out of him. But who knows? I I just, it didn't sit right with me. Um, So, basically, he talked about how when he was, like, he was in the army and then he um, broke his back really badly. It's like he got discharged and he, like, couldn't even, like, climb up his stairs he was, like, so broke. He, like, couldn't afford anything. He was just, like, very depressed and, like, in a very bad way and, like, didn't know how to ask for help. Um, and mm-hmm. then he, like, revealed that he had attempted suicide twice um, mm-hmm. in 2018 and in 2019. So, like, very recently. <laughs> and Yeah, that's oh, what I, that was my first thought. I'm just, like, this wasn't that long ago. Yeah. And so, and how, like, both times, obviously, like, he, I don't want to say failed, but they just, like, weren't successful. Um, And then he, like, says that, like, his sister was, like, the only person he could talk to during that time. And he, like, she, like, genuinely saved his life. And then he was, like, she doesn't even know about these suicide attempts, but I guess she'll know now that it's, like, on television. And I just felt like, oh, I don't like that. Mm -hmm. I don't like that at all. Yeah, And he said, like, you know, I never, like, want to open up and, like, share this with people, not because, like, I'm embarrassed, just, like, I don't want to be a burden to people. Um, And also, like, I just didn't love Tasia's reaction. I just feel like she wasn't really giving him anything. Not that there's, like, any wrong way to react. But, like, at one point, he was just, like, I just couldn't ask for things myself. Like, I couldn't ask for help. Like, I couldn't do that. And he's, like, I don't know if you've ever felt that way. And she just, like, stared at him. I was just like, can you, like, join in with him? Because it's just, like, awkward silences and stares at him. And he's, like, bearing everything to you. Talking about how he, like, tried to kill himself twice. And you're just, like, not really saying anything. Mm. He's like, like, oh, gosh. And I'm like, oh, my God. (laughs) So, not that, that there's, like, a right or wrong way to react. But I'm just saying, like, it just felt very uncomfy to me. Not mm-hmm. that he was sharing that. Just the the, the way that it, it felt like it was, it, he was put in that position. Yeah. So, 
but he shared that and he was like I've never shared that with anybody and you know I'm really bad at sharing so I never want to burden anybody so but I just told you and I'm like completely fine um and he said that he like got really into therapy and has just like really um like recovered from that like dark period of his time oh little baby <laughs> god I love him I know I, I like I'm kind of at a loss of words for anything to add to that but just love him just love him want nothing but good things for him like not as only is he like this little sweetheart but he's also so hot <laughs> he's literally so hot oh god he just seems like such a sensitive sweet soul and, and so like i can't see him ever doing like anything bad ever or like hurting anyone's feelings ever but and that's what makes me sad because like without knowing that i mean without knowing what we know for the last two weeks he's felt seemed like such like a sweet nice genuine like emotional guy and now that we know he's been through like so much shit it's just like how do you how how do you get to be the way that you are when you've dealt with so much i know and then i'm also like worried about him like being sent home i know so that's ben um and then obviously he gets the uh one-on-one group rose or the the one-on-one date rose um and then does he yeah because right after he shares she like grabs a rose oh oh yes 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 which i was like also made me uncomfy because i was like okay this is like not about a rose (laughs) yeah that's what i mean and i know that you agree but it's just like oh yeah i just uh i don't know so, and once again, this is not a, this is not me, like, critiquing Tasia. I fully think it's, like, the producers. Yeah, so. the show has always been this way, to an extent. But normally it's just, like, I don't know. I don't even, I don't want to say anything because I don't want to, like, negate anyone's trauma. But normally, this just seems, like, deeper than past seasons. Yeah. And, and it also just feel, seems like they're, like, leveraging it a little bit more as far yeah. as, like, the rose process goes. I fully agree. It feels like you you are forced to share now. Like, mm-hmm. everything. Instead of just, like, little things of, like, this is, makes me who I am. It's, like, share your deepest things that you've never told anybody. <laughs> well, that's even what we were talking about um, with, like, getting camera time. That we're just, like, some of these guys haven't even been on camera. But it's, and it's almost like, if you don't have this, like, huge backstory, you're not going to get camera time. Yeah. Is also what it seems like. Not just like roses and stuff, but it's that too. Yeah. Totally. Which is like, okay, some people don't have those feelings or haven't gone through those things or like, you know, so it's like, I don't know. Right. So then they have a group date and on the group date, it's Zach, Brendan, Ivan, Noah, and Riley. And they take a lie detector test. Um, and so they just she just asked like the men well Jojo's there still and so Jojo just like asked the men like all these different questions and you know green light if it's they're telling the truth red light if they're not um these dates are always so dumb they always like this isn't the first time they've done like a lie detector date on the bachelor and they're obviously always rigged like they want to like build up suspense of like who's lying to Tasia yeah 
Yeah, it felt, like, very scripted because, mm-hmm. like, they asked Tasia at one point, like, do you regret sending anybody home? And she's like, no. And then it, like, goes red and that, like, leads into something else that happens later on. And then also, like, they asked Riley, like, what's your full name? Like, why are they asking that? And they're like, what's your full name? And then he says his full name and it, like, goes red. And Tasia's like, what's going on? Is Riley not his name? And he's it, like, even, yeah, he's even lying about his name. And it's like, no bitch like I'm sure there's a reason behind that yeah and it's like just that he's nervous and then later you get there but but like that it just all seems so set up um so yeah she just asked him questions like are you ready to meet my family are you ready to have me meet your family are you falling in love she like asks Zach. oh my god she asks Zach if he's like does he think he could fall in love with her and he's like I already think I am yeah he's like I'm already there (laughs) and then she asked Zach like have you ever cheated before and he said yes and then she's like off like screen like off the date but just like one on one to the camera she's like I don't know that really makes me feel weird because like I just fully believe like once a cheater always a cheater and I'm like girly he literally told you had a brain tumor and then got like became a drug addict and was like arrested like if he and this is like We'll find out later what happened when he cheated, and it's not the situation. But I'm like, okay, if he cheated when he was like a drug addict, like <laughs> that my does mind, not count. My mind went to that same exact place. I was like, Tasia, maybe cut him a break and think that there could be more to the story than meets the eye. But Tasia also alluded to the fact that maybe, well, not maybe, but that cheating was a big reason as to why her um, marriage yeah. ended. Yeah. And it's like, but like, yeah, like he literally was like, I was a drug addict. I got divorced. I was like in prison. <laughs> like I was, he, when he got pulled over, they, on the show, they were like, oh, it was a DUI. But then I read into it. Like I read into his story and he was like, it was not a DUI. Well, I guess it was like a DUI, but he was like on crack. <laughs> it was like not alcohol. Oh my God. Yeah. So I'm like, Tasia, I mean, <laughs> like he's had a journey. I'm, if he cheated when he was like going through that phase, like, okay, whatever. Right. But then we find out what happened and it's like not that at all. But so um, this is another perfect example of Tasia like annoying me this episode. Yeah. And so then um, they are asking qu- questions about like Riley and like it, he says he's lying about his name. And then they ask him like are you ready to have Tasia meet your family and he like is really hesitant and she's like what's going on with Riley <laughs> yeah like chill and so then later on like at the like little group date cocktail hour um, she just like asked some of the men about her questions like she asked Brendan like why are you hesitant for me to meet your family and he talks about you know like well, I was married, they, you know, met my wife, they were super attached to her, and I'm just, like, nervous to have, like, my parents meet someone new and become attached, Mm -hmm. and she's like, I totally get that from, like, my last marriage, so, like, thank you for explaining that to me, and then she asked Zach about, like, the cheating story, and it was when he was in sixth grade at the bowling alley, he, like, kissed another girl when he had, like, a girlfriend, and I know he even like, used the term French kiss. <laughs> we French kissed. And he was like, it was at the Bolorama. We were in love. <laughs> He's like, my first love, sixth grade. I'm just like, you're so fucking precious. I saw on Twitter, like all the tweets. It was just like Zach's ex-girlfriend watching him and Tasia laugh about him cheating on her in sixth grade. And it's like a picture <laughs> of like someone crying. <laughs> well, he even says like, I'm, I, and I cheated on Emmy. Like, he says her name. Like, he remembers her. Oh, my God. Emmy. 
you're so lucky oh, <laughs> Emmy. and then um Riley's like kind of has like a breakdown like not with Tasia like by himself um and he's just like you know I need to open up to her I need to explain he kind of starts crying and so then he sits down and talks to her like just kind of about like what had happened like in his upbringing so like when his parents got his divorce his dad got sole custody of him and his brother and I guess his dad just like made up all these lies about his mom and so then Riley and his mom like never had contact with each other because he just thought these like horrible things about her and then he like was super close to his dad but then when he became an adult he like started learning the truth and learning that his dad had been like lying to him this whole time about his mom Mm-hmm. Um, and his dad actually like wasn't a great person and so then he like reconnected with his mom um, mm-hmm. and so he changed his name because he has his dad's name um, so that's why he like goes by Riley now which is not his real name um, and so like that's why it said that he was lying about his name and so he just like opens up to her about that and like gets emotional it's, it's sad yeah it's a pretty it is a pretty unique story yeah um, so that's why he's like, I'm like hesitant, you know, to have you, I just like didn't, I'm hesitant to like have you meet them just because like I hadn't been truthful about like, you know, what had happened with my family. Yeah. Um, but and it sounds like really rough. Like I can't imagine like being like pitted against like a parent and then finding out like the other parent was lying to you. That's really hard. Yeah. Yeah. I feel bad for him. Which like explains like his demeanor. I feel like like I I feel like he's a little hard to tr- trust people or like open up. And now like now I'm like I totally get it. Yeah, he's also been kind of one of those like question marks to me throughout this whole. Yeah. Show. Yeah, I agree. Like, who is Riley? <laughs> yeah. Well, he's kind of like I don't want to say cold, but he's just kind of. Not as open, but, like, now mm-hmm. that I'm hearing his backstory, I'm like, well, that just makes perfect sense. But he seems like a genuine guy. Um, but I don't think that he's the guy for Tasia. Agree. Which, once again, I'm, that's what I'm saying. It's just, like, Riley's kind of been, like, a background guy this whole time. Like, almost like one of the guys who he's on camera. And I'm just like, oh, he's still here. He's a nice guy. But it's because he hadn't opened up about anything until now. Now he did. Now he's on camera. Well, I'm, like she sent Easy home, but then she keeps Riley, Riley, and I'm just like, I don't know. I feel like Easy and her like maybe had more of a connection. Yeah. But like, yeah. Obviously, we're just saying like what's edited, but. Um, right. So then, at the end of the date, she just like thanks everyone for being like so open and honest with her. And she said that she, like, can't get out, give out the group date rose because she just can't decide who deserves it because she thinks they all deserve it. Um, so she's just going to hold off and give out an extra rose during the rose ceremony. Um, and then the mm-hmm. next one-on-one date is going to be with Blake, who was, like, kind of a main character in the beginning. And I feel like we haven't heard much from him since. Although last week he, like, made the penis. <laughs> yeah and clay He's, yeah i'm like why are you still here why did Demar go home and blake is still there well and it's like why is blake getting a one-on-one <laughs> yeah um i could see him not making getting... it the one-on-one yeah i can see him not getting the one-on-one rose mm-hmm. not that because i don't think he's a good guy I just think they're not right for each other yeah and i feel like she is being like extra cutthroat about these things which is good but yeah um and so then she leaves the group date and she like opens up the gate and dun dun there's Bennett standing there 
Ugh. And he's like, hey, Tasha, can we talk? And she's like, oh, my God, yeah. And so they, like, go back to her room, and he just says, like, you know, I'm really – this just all seems so scripted. I'm like, did Bennett pay his way back into the show? I know. I'm also just like, does Tasha care about him? Like, honestly, I feel like I feel like she just doesn't give a shit about him, for real. Yeah, same. And so like, then, I, I do not see their connection. So I feel like the fact that he's back is just more annoying to her than anything. Well, then, well, yeah. So then he just like explains to her, like, I never wanted you to feel like I was like questioning your integrity or think that like I'm condescending. Like, I just couldn't leave like saying goodbye to you like that. Like, I just needed to have a conversation with you, like, and apologize. Mm-hmm. And then she's like, okay, like, I'll think about it um like overnight and tell you tomorrow like what I decide if you can like stay or not and then it shows like the episode for like next week and he like is back on the show um oh it does it yeah See, that's what I feel like is weird I'm just like what's the point of bringing him back like does she there's no way she can actually think that she could end up with him like I just Ooh. don't see a huge connection for them I just feel like this season is like way so awkwardly scripted like I feel like yeah. it's real I don't know yeah, this, exactly. This is a good point of a part that, like, just doesn't feel real. It's not believable. But I guess they have to do these things. Like, they really do have to produce a certain amount of drama this year just because of, like, the quarantine situation. But this one just isn't believable. Yeah. And so then, um, yeah, it shows him coming back. And it's like, wow! And then it also shows, like, a preview for the Mentel All. And yeah, wait, tell I saw a whispering about this, but I didn't actually read it, so tell me. Well, it just shows like a brief preview of like the men arguing, but Noah's there. So I'm like, so clearly Noah gets sent home. <laughs> oh yeah. I mean, duh. I feel like we could have expected that, but I know, but I was just like, True, um, it is still okay. a spoiler. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, Noah's there. So Noah gets sent home and yeah, the men are just like arguing with each other and like and then that one douchebag from Claire's episode where he's like, e- that's the reason you're the oldest bachelorette. He's there and he's like, I want to apologize. And I'm like, honestly, good for you because she sucks. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. This mental all will be pretty juicy. And then um, Joe's there as well. Is that his name? The guy who was like, she made me open up and then she left. Yeah. The one that I like that you hate. I, I don't hate him. I just felt like that was like so dramatic. Yeah, I don't even know. I don't even know his name. He looks like he could be a Joe, but I don't think he is. Is it Jason? I don't think he is it's either. Jason. It's <laughs> Jason. 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 He's there as well. So I think that's it's gonna be next week. There's two episodes. It's Tuesday and Wednesday. God help. Really? Me. <laughs> yes. You're like all excited. I'm like, this is the worst <laughs> week of my life. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Wow. But then again, no, like I said, the show has become such a an emotional burden for me. I will say I, I am excited for Mental All because it's always um my favorite episode of the season. It's always like men men slash women tell all depending. And then after the final rose, I always like that one too. Um Same. just because they're all together and they can see each other like clips of them talking shit about each other and like then they always get in a fight and it's just always so fun (laughs) yeah yeah I mean it's classic reality tv like people watching other people talk shit about them yeah okay so who are the four men that you think are gonna go to hometowns 
for men. Okay, Ben, Zach, Brendan. I'm at a toss-up between Riley and Ivan. Same. I think those exact three, for sure. Ben, Zach, Brendan. And then I'm leaning towards um, Ivan. I was, if you were to have asked me last week, I would have, but I don't know. I just feel like her and Riley just, like, don't have the connection, really. Yeah, yeah. So I think I'm leaning more towards Ivan. Who else even is there? So that would mean that Blake and either Ivan or Riley go home. Or am I missing someone else? I feel like I'm missing someone else. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. He's not. But we know he goes home. (laughs) Yeah. So, yeah, I think next week who's going home is Blake, Noah, and Riley. Yep. 100%. So, yeah, that's this week's episode. That's the wrap-up. And then next week, send me thoughts and prayers while I have to watch two nights back to fucking back. (laughs) Yeah, that is a lot. That is a lot. (laughs) Even for me. Um, And that's it for this episode of this podcast. Unless you have anything to add, Megan. No, I feel like we talked a shit ton tonight. Same. All good things. All right. Well, Taylor Swift's album comes out in. Is it coming um, out Eastern time? Wait, I think so. Oh, this is good news. I only have like 17 minutes. All right. Well, her album comes out in 17 minutes. There's a Heim collab song on there. I saw that and thought of you. I'm very excited. Um, oh, that was my second question. That was my second question. Let's end on this. I don't want to know. <laughs> Just kidding. What? Honestly, bitch, did you leave the one star? <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna say, do you do, do your Spotify wrapped? No. <laughs> don't make me answer this. Yes. Um. Just tell yeah, me who but... your top artist was. Yeah, but I I don't use Spotify very much. I'm a I'm an Apple Music user. Every, Ew. I know every Spotify user can judge me because you all think you're better than everyone. That's um, like owning an Android. <laughs> That's like <laughs> listening to Pandora. Um, but I only use Spotify like randomly, and I'll just like throw something on, and it's usually like top forty stuff. Or like if I'm in a very specific mood, I'll go to Spotify. But when I'm, like, curating my own music, I use Apple, if that makes sense. No, it doesn't, because you are a Spotify user. You think that every... But anyway. But my top artist was Casey Musgraves, which makes sense. Oh, my God! Casey! Who was yours? Haim. It was Haim. I was in the top 0.5% of their listeners. Oh, wow. So, Haim, haul at me. I'm one of your top listeners. I'm obsessed with you. Um, so, yeah. That was mine. Also, Taylor Swift was my... Because they give you top five. Mm-hmm. And I think mine were... Um, it was Haim, The Strokes, which are on there every year. Mm-hmm. Um, Billie Eilish, Harry Styles, and then Taylor Swift. 
Mine was, I'm looking at it now. Let me look. Casey Musgraves, Justin Bieber. Morgan, oh my God. Morgan Wallen, Dua Lipa, and Roddy Rich. Why was Justin Bieber on there? I actually don't know. Like, what big song did he have this year? He has that new one now, but I haven't listened to that. I don't know. I just love J-Beads. Um, let me see. Where are my fucking top artists? My top songs were super basic. Like, they're all just, like, top 40 songs because those play the most frequently on, like, pre-set playlists, you know? Yeah. Okay, here are my top artists. Haim... Oh, I was wrong. It's Haim, the 1975, mm-hmm. Billie Eilish, The Strokes, and Taylor Swift. And then Ooh, my top T-Swift. Yeah. My top songs were... Love It If We Made It um, by the 1975 mm-hmm. Sad Song in the Summer which mm-hmm. that's like very random. I don't know why that's top two. It's by Olivia O'Brien. Um, Wish You Were Gay by Billie Eilish When mm-hmm. the Party's Over by Billie Eilish and mm-hmm. <laughs> this Hilary Duff um, Rack remix song Never Let You Go. Stop. <laughs> it's actually so good but that's my fifth top song. That's funny. Those are good. Um, yeah. Oh, I was going to say something, but I just forgot it. So ignore me. <laughs> okay. Well, <laughs> on that note, next week we'll review the new album and give you guys a full discography review once again. Oh my gosh, I can't wait. Okay. Bye, Megan. Bye.